Whether you believe in the Steelers or you're a skeptic on them, one of the main topics for this season will be Ben Roethlisberger's arm. A lot of people are questioning, can he even hit the deep ball anymore? We're going to dive into that in a deep way here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. And I say we because I've got Tony Serino here to do that with me right here on the podcast. We're going to talk about a lot of the storylines coming into this year with Ben's arm. And don't forget, we're also going to be talking about some stats, breaking down some of those key analytics into what that is. And also, the Steelers return to training camp practice today. We'll go over what we expect and what we're looking forward as they put the pads on for the first time at Heinz Field, all right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, which is brought to you today by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating and questions where you have to ask, is your Odyssey an LX or an ES, and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts in their computer? You can do this all from the comfort of your home by going to rockauto.com and or using your phone that's just simply in your pocket. Remember, rockauto.com has an amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Let's get into it. Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Carter. Here, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Thanks for listening to the show. Remember, you can also listen to this show. If you're not watching on YouTube, you can listen to it on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the app Odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y Odyssey. Remember, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and you get a special shout-out at the end of the show. Today, as always on Tuesdays, if you're new to the show, we have a special guest that we always bring on, a guy who used to be the host of this very show and now is one of the hosts of the AFC North Talk Show on YouTube. The one and only Tony Serino, and I got to say, it's not just any Tuesday, because it's time for a Tony Tuesday! There we go. I was worried, Chris, we weren't going to get it in video form. By the way, very fancy here on Locked On. Credit to you, credit to the Locked On Network. My goodness. Looking good. Looking good here on YouTube. Right, like I, I was, I was really skeptical, man. When I was like, "All right, I'm gonna have to," like, like, like the guys were like, "Hey, you gotta, you gotta get to a YouTube channel. Everyone wants your content on YouTube." And I'm yeah. sitting here like, "I don't know how to do those things." And so, <laughs> but uh, Locked On is a very supportive company. They uh, they taught me a whole lot really quickly, and uh, now they're even helping me create these fancy graphics where I get to bring my friend on. And uh, spectacular, yeah. loving spectacular. it, loving yes. it. Tony, it's great to have you on the show. Great to have you on video. This is the first time, this is probably the second time we've done video together because you had yeah. me on your show a couple times. Right. Um, now, again, for all the new new listeners and watchers, Tony Serino is the, was the one of the uh, the older hosts of the Locked On Steelers podcast. He does a lot of different content now on the Pittsburgh Steelers. He and I were co-hosts for quite a time, went to training camp together. But I, I want to give an update for everyone here on the show. I'm going to be at training camp from Tuesday to Friday this week, covering for SNR. I'm filling in for Arthur Motes. Well, I'll be doing I'll be doing a one to four radio show with Wesley Euler, our boy Wes, over at Steeler Nation Radio, doing that 
all throughout there. So I'll be at Heinz Field watching the practices Tuesday through Friday this week and then also on SNR from 4 to 6 with Adam Crowley. So it's going to be a fun week on Steeler Nation Radio. If you aren't on Steeler Nation Radio, check that out. You can catch more of my work there. But, Tony, let's get into this first topic real quick. And I got to talk to you about Ben Roethlisberger, and it's the deep ball, man. Now, this, I, I wanted to bring this up because Steelers defensive or uh, secondary coach, Terrell Austin, an assistant defensive coach there, yeah. he was quoted by Mike Prezuda saying after one of the practices that Ben Roethlisberger in these in these early practices is making the typical Ben Roethlisberger throws that are, that are, that are typical to him. He said he's still got an arm, and there's no issue with that at all. Now, Tony, Ben Roethlisberger – a, you know that his his deep ball was one of the things that's gonna that was heavily criticized last year. On top of all the other things that he's criticized, a lot of people we've talked about all off season are counting him out. Uh, you got people on ESPN saying he's gonna be the worst quarterback in the AFC North. I mean, they said that was gonna happen last year. They got a lot of different things that they're predicting for Ben Roethlisberger. What hype do you believe? Do you believe that he's ready to fall off the cliff, or do you believe that hey, he's still got the same kind of arm that we've seen for the past couple seasons, barring the year where he had to get elbow surgery? No, I, I think we've heard said a couple times this year, you know, Terrell Austin said it. We even heard it from Ben Roethlisberger himself, you know, talking about how much more comfortable he is now going into year two, knowing what it's going to be like with this elbow. And we even heard it from, you know, former Raven, uh, Matthew Judon, who went on a podcast earlier this year, talked about, you know, Ben may actually be better in year two after that elbow surgery, but just because, you know, and, and I think Ben talked about this, it takes a year to get a little more comfortable uh, after, after surgery like that. So, yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic, although you'll remember, Chris, a couple weeks back, it caused a bit of a ruckus. Yes, you so did. It, it, it is. Watch it. Uh, I, I'm cautiously Watch it. You're optimistic. On, you're on video now, so people know what you look like when you yeah, say yeah, these yeah. things. It's possible he does this. I mean, it's possible. Look, I'm cautiously optimistic, but it is certainly possible that what happened at the end of last season, we just roll right into that into in 2021, and Ben Roethlisberger is still you know playing at a, at a poor level and, and potentially could even uh, get benched at some point. So, so for those who don't know what Tony's talking about, Tony has been characterized as Tony the hater. Look how he's backing up on the <laughs> camera here. Uh, but he was characterized as Tony the hater because uh, uh, two years ago, he said that Matt Ryan was a better quarterback than Ben Roethlisberger. And it was the in point 2018. Had, in 2018. So in, in, in 2018. In 2018. We, okay. Okay. I you want to keep, I gotta you keep backing that? it up, Correct. buddy. <laughs> I see what you're trying to do there. I see what you're trying to do, but no, but, but in all seriousness, so he said that and our fans on this show were not having it. We had some of our most beloved fans. We got, uh, we had Miss Ye come out, come out to Steelers training camp that year. And she found me. She was like, I love the show, but it all. But she said, where's Tony? And she hunted him down and she said, you better watch your mouth talking about Ben Roethlisberger. But Tony, he, uh, he likes to live dangerously. <laughs> he keeps saying bad things about Ben. Um, and listen, I, I'm one, if you've listened to me on podcasts, on radio, if you've read my work, I am one who's a person who's very critical of Ben Roethlisberger when he does make mistakes. I'm one of the first people that say, hey, this was the wrong read. This was a bad throw. He needed to be better prepared here. That Those are the things that I'll get into. But I'm also one of the people that when he makes the big play, I'm like, that's the Ben Roethlisberger that's made him a Hall of Fame quarterback throughout his career. And that's where I think that there's there's got to be some reality here. Now, Tony, we, we got to cut into a break soon, but I wanted to get your thoughts on some other things here. First of all, first of all, there's an over-under set for Ben Roethlisberger this year at 12 and a half interceptions. So if you had to choose, if you had to put money down on Ben Roethlisberger, and it's even money either way, it's the same, yeah. it, you get the same amount of money either way. If you're going to say he's going to throw uh, more than 12 interceptions or 12 interceptions or less, which one would you choose? 
You know, I'd probably go, I'd probably go over because, and, and, and the reason for that is just, I don't trust Ben Roethlisberger to be a single digit in Even last year where it seemed like, you know, he, at the beginning of the year, he was spectacular in this, in, in this number. And uh, he was well on his way to, to below 10 and he ended up right at 10. Uh, so I think he's going to be uh, in the, in the 12, 13 range, even though the, the attempts number is going to come down, Chris, and that may, you know, it, how much you believe this team is really going to buy into the run and really buy into Najee Harris and the success of Najee Harris can keep this number artificially low just because of the number of attempts, you know, see Baker Mayfield in the same division. That That's the bottom line here. Now, last year he did throw 10 interceptions, but in the, in five of the six years before he messed up his, his elbow in 2019, he threw more than 12 interceptions. But maybe he's a different quarterback now. Again, he's got another offensive coordinator in Matt Canada. We're going to be talking about that. But like I said, there's a lot of different things we're going to talk about. We're going to keep breaking down Ben Roethlisberger's deep balls and what he's going to be able to do this year with the deep passing game. But first, I want to talk to you all about our sponsors at betonline.ag where we got those 12 and a half interceptions over under odds for Ben Roethlisberger. With betonline.ag, you have football season approaching and you'll want to get in on all the gambling action right there with the best online sports book. You'll get all the odds on records, stats, awards, and season winners on the NFL season right at betonline.ag. Pittsburgh fans, the over under for season for wins this season is set at eight and a half, which means as long as Mike Tomlin Steelers avoid their first losing season in his time coaching, you can win money easy at betonline.ag. You can also bet on all the MLB action going on this summer, but before the next pitch or the next snap, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Head to the website or your mobile device to sign up today and you get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all capital letters, no spaces, LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. We'll be back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast right after this. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Tony Serino for a Tony Tuesday, continuing to talk about Ben Roethlisberger's deep ball. Now, here's the thing. Ben hitting the deep ball is a big part of the passing games. You need to open up the field. We know that Randy Feekner had him checking it down a lot. He had one of the, the, the lowest yards, yards per average on our yards per attempt on it in his passing numbers. And that's where a lot of the critics and the, the cynics on the Steelers, that's where they are. Um, that that's where they're, they're kind of lay, laying their money down on. They're saying, Hey, this isn't good. His arm isn't good. You can't trust it. And, Tony, you know, when you hear that and you look back at some of the, the low lights of, of last season with some of the deep ball interceptions he threw, they're, 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 they could be, you could probably think, oh, there's merit to that. Yeah. But then you start to look around and you're like, well, wait a second. How did he actually do with the deep ball? And, if, and Tony, if you go to Pro Football Focus right now, they got those numbers up. And I'm putting them on screen for, for you guys to watch on YouTube. Uh, sorry, podcast subscribers, you can't see this, but we'll read some of these numbers out to you. Ben Roethlisberger. Of all the all the quarterbacks that that, that threw the deep, the deep ball last year, which counts for twenty yards or more, had the fifth most touchdowns of of all quarterbacks with with eleven. That's tied with Josh Allen, Tom Brady, and Deshaun Watson. Now, of course, Deshaun Watson was a guy who didn't play the whole season, so there's that. Um, he got he got hurt at one point, but uh, um, 
Uh, actually, no, I'm I'm actually I'm wrong. I thought he got hurt. He played he played all 16 games, so I take that back. But point being, um, Ben Roethlisberger was up there with some of the biggest names at the quarterback position. But Tony, as you look at these numbers, yeah, you see that, and you see five interceptions, which again matched with Josh Allen was one more interception uh, than Tom Brady on the deep ball. But the number that really sticks out to you is right over here with the 30.3 completion percentage. Everybody else is at least 35 or higher in the top 10. Yeah, in fact, if you look at if you if you sort that list, uh, you know, well, first of all, if you filter out all the people who only threw like one or two deep balls, and then you sort that list by completion percentage, it is not good for Ben. I mean, Ben's in there with Jared Goff and Carson Wentz and Andy Dalton and Sam Donald for completion percentage down the field. And I think that's really the issue. You know, the touchdown number was good. I mean, no, no doubt about it. He threw you know a, a decent amount of, of of balls down the field. You know, guys like Claypool, even Deontay caught a couple. James Washington had the one against Cleveland there were some there were some good balls down down the field but just not efficient enough down the right. field and that's where that completion percentage number comes in that's what we need to see Ben be better at and, and Chris to me you know when I watched the tape just to me it felt like there were too many times where it was just okay it's one on we're just going to chuck it up into one-on-one -on -one coverage which was a lot of the Randy Pekner offense right just needing wide receivers to win in one-on-one -on -one and not necessarily scheming guys open feels like Matt Canada may switch that the other way yeah, that's what has to happen this year, right? Is not just saying, because you want to do the one-on-ones, but you want to do the higher percentage one-on-one -on -one opportunities. Yeah. And what we mean by that is are the route concepts that he's targeting. Because a lot of those deep balls, when you go back and you look at them, they were down the sideline. And when you're down the sideline, it's fine. If the, if, if the guy breaks wide open and there's no safety over top, great. Just lead him down the field, and that's that's another story. And Chase Claypool right. did that more than, more than a few times. Uh, but when you go back and you look at a lot of them, a lot of times when, when you're the, in, on the sideline as the cornerback, that gives me the advantage a little bit to pinch you to the sideline, and it forces that tight passing window a lot easier than it would be for a cornerback if they were say covering a deep post route or a, you know or a, a route that just gets you more to the middle of the field so now I can't pinch you into an out of bounds area I have to I have to effectively kind of cover one side of you and you could break away at any moment or the ball could lead the other way and I would need safety support or someone to help now Tony with that Let's look at the passing chart for Ben Roethlisberger. Now, this is from Next Gen Stats, uh, where, where you can get all your NFL stats and all your passing charts and everything else. This is uh, the, this, These are passer ratings across the board that we're looking at for the different parts of the field that Ben Roethlisberger target, targeted. If it's green, it was better than average in the NFL, if, or significantly better than the average in the NFL. If it's yellow, it's within the average. If it's red, it's worse than the average. Now, to be... To, to, to fit those colors, you got to be substantially higher or lower than, than the numbers. But you can see these numbers here on his deep ball passing when he got 20 yards or, or, or longer deep down down the left side of the field. He had a pass rating of 114.6. The league average 75 yeah. deep down the middle of the field. An, a, a pass rating of 91.3 league average 86.1. But you go to the right side, 59.2 passer rating. The league average was 78.3. So in two parts of the field, deep passing, Tony, he was pretty solid, either yeah. league average or well above it. But with the right side, you saw that number drip, drip down. And part of me thinks that was the Chase Claypool side where he was tossing up some of those deep balls and you saw not working out for the team. What is your what, what is your thoughts when you see this chart? Or, or was it the James Washington side? I don't know if you saw this stat, Chris, but the mm. James Washington, I believe, was the uh, of uh, of percentage of deep routes run, percentage of, of go routes run. I think you're right, yes. He was the third highest in the league. James Washington ran the third highest uh, percentage of, of go routes in the National Football That's League. That's ridiculous. Uh, I mean, James Washington's not a team. 
yeah, he's, James Washington's not a bad deep receiver, but that he shouldn't be pigeonholed as being that's all he can do. Right. So, um, yeah, you know, the thing with Ben last year, and this is why I think Steeler fans don't need to necessarily panic, right? He wasn't bad in a lot of areas. He just wasn't great in a lot of areas. And I think that's right. where, and when you consider, you know, and then when you add in all of the, the things that were around the situation, the idea that the Steelers had no running game to speak of whatsoever, the idea that they didn't trust the offensive line to give Ben you know, more five and seven step drops, right? All, all of that. And then the offense became a little more too predictable by the end of the year. All of that kind of, you know, coalesced into, yeah, a Ben Roethlisberger season that by the end of it was pretty forgettable, but, but he wasn't terrible in a lot of spots. I mean, you take those numbers on, on aggregate, he wasn't terrible in a lot of areas. And there's certainly a ton of room to, imp- to improve, especially when you consider all the changes they're making offensively this year. Right. And that's going to be the question is, how does Matt Canada help with this? You know, does he get because you want you do want him to sometimes pass underneath. And that was the thing. The short passing did work early in the season. It was just later when the teams realized, oh, wait a second, they don't run the ball. Let's just jump on this short passing and keep and and protect the deep ball and not let them not let this passing game get into get into work. And then it was really tough for the Steelers. But that's why they got a Najee Harris. That's why they, that's why they invest there. They're getting a younger offensive line. But that's also why they switched offensive coordinators. They want to change up how things look. I think a big task for Matt Canada this this year, Tony, is getting Ben Roethlisberger more deep ball opportunities towards the middle of the field, towards yes. down the seams when there's those cover threes, you know, or, you know, get those get those deep balls working in those situations. And that's how you get him easier, uh, easier opportunities, better completion percentages with completing the ball down the field. And again, maybe less interceptions, because, again, last year, even with the, the with the collapse at the end of the season. He still only threw ten interceptions in the regular season. Granted, he threw four more in the playoffs. But yeah. when you look at when you look at you know what he was putting together, and we talked about this all throughout last season, every week it was a new receiver that was the leading receiver. You couldn't lock onto one guy in that Steelers offense. When that broke down later in the season, part of it was because as Ben Roethlisberger talked in minicamp, he's like, "Hey, I threw a thousand passes before minicamp was even happening last year. My arm was dead at the end of that that season." His arm looks fresh. Mike Tomlin even talked about it last year when he said, I don't know, Ben, some of these Ben Roethlisberger passes are fluttering out of his hand. He hasn't said that this year. And those right. who have seen him pass, I mean, in minicamp, the ball wasn't fluttering out of his hands. It was firing out of his hands. I'm not saying that Ben Roethlisberger is going to be back to 2008 Ben when he's just running, spinning, throw a guy off him, point at Heath Miller and throw it 20 yards and it's a bullet. It's not going to be that. But it is going to be a more than competent quarterback who knows his offense, knows his teammates, knows what he wants to do, and is going to have the arm to get the ball down the field again. He threw eleven deep ball touchdowns, which was fifth most in the NFL. Tony. Yeah, and I think I think if you want, you know, Steeler fans should look to Baker Mayfield. If you're looking at a quarterback who, you know, you're hoping that what Matt Canada can do to help him, look at look at the transition that Baker Mayfield made. You know, year two to three under a guy like Kevin Stefanski. And I'm not saying that that's, you know, Canada's going to come in and do everything that Stefanski did because Baker has asked to do a lot of rollouts and stuff like that. And I don't imagine Ben's going to be doing that at 38 or 39 years of age. But just, you know, pro football focus called Baker Mayfield last year the most protected quarterback in the league by his offensive coordinator. Now, Ben Roethlisberger won't be the most protected, but certainly you have to, you have to expect that Canada's going to protect Ben, put him in easier reads. Hey, you know, you're going to be doing half field read type stuff. That's going to make Ben's life easier. And we have a veteran like that who's not, you know, asked to do everything. These numbers should, you know, these numbers should naturally increase. Absolutely. Again, all those statistics that you saw, you saw that the chart with all the numbers comparing all the quarterbacks. Um, also, Patrick Mahomes had the most deep ball touchdowns tied with Russell Wilson at 13. Um, but you can get all of that 
from uh, from uh, Pro Football Focus, PFF.com. Check them out. Subscribe to them. Uh, they they provide a lot of great analysis as well. You know, some of their grades, Steelers fans, you're going you're to be mad at because they don't always hype up the Steelers. But there's a lot of really good numbers that you can look at. And again, this chart over here that we use was from Next Gen Stats uh, with the NFL. So check all those things out. Thanks again to them for the hard work that they do to put those numbers together. For people like us who love to break down football. Tony, we're going to cut to another break here. When we come back, the pads are going on at high field when training camp resumes today tuesday and i want to get your thoughts on how that's going to play out but first i got to talk talk to our friends here about rockauto.com save time and money when using rock auto why choose up to 30 percent or 50 percent or even 100 percent more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership when you could have gotten that part for a lot less at rockauto.com for an example a honda odyssey fuel pump is worth 353 dollars from the chain store but 216 dollars from rock auto that's a huge discount Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need from brake parts to tail lamps to motor oil or even new carpet. You can go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on uh, as L-O-C-K-E-D space O-N in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. We'll be right back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Tony Serino, finishing up a Tony Tuesday episode here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Now, Tony, we're running low on time here. We got we to gotta get out of here fast because we, we try to keep the numbers, the, the, the numbers down here. But I want to get some of your thoughts. The pads are coming on soon. And I talked about on yesterday's show about the scraps between Dan Moore Jr., the, the rookie offensive tackle from Texas A&M, and Cam Hayward, and how intriguing it could be to see this offensive line that's going to be young and trying to prove itself against this defensive line that's already established itself as one of the best in the NFL, if not the best in the NFL. When you look at uh, Cam Hayward, Stephon Tewitt, TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith, Melvin Ingram, that defensive front is going to be nasty. I'm interested in some of these matchups. Who are some of the, what are some of the things that you're looking for from those groups? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you talked about Dan Moore one, obviously, you know, he's already made himself a physical presence even without the pads on. So certainly want to see what happens when pads go on him. But then I think Zach Banner, right. We haven't really seen him at practice yet. And what does he look like coming off of that ACL? Will he be in pads? Um, and how quickly will that happen? Do, do they feel like they need to rest him at certain points? Kevin Dotson, you know, Kevin Dotson was a young player last year, arrow pointing up for him. You like to see him in pads now kind of asserting himself year two. Certainly this team needs the young guys to come out on that offensive line. Look good early because this is a team that all the question marks right now on offense seemingly about either Ben Roethlisberger or his offensive line. Um, and then on uh, another guy on offense, I'm looking for Chris, Pat Fryermuth. You'll remember in our draft mm. show, I mm. was not a fan of Pat Fryermuth. Mm-hmm. Not that the pads are going to be on. I want to see him, you know, NFL speed, even if it, even if it is a training camp practice, does that translate? Is he, you know, does his physical presence translate to the National Football League? You get to start to see a glimpse of that once the pad go, once the pad go on. Yeah, that's going to be one of the things to see, man. Pat Fryer with him. He's made some impressive one-handed receptions. Uh, people are talking about his athleticism, how silky smooth he is. Mm-hmm. But how smooth are you when someone can hit you? <laughs> Just, Justin Hunter. Yeah, Justin Hunter. Remember Justin Hunter with the pet, without the pet? Superstar <laughs> at camp. When, whenever, 
Every 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 year at training camp, when Justin Hunter was on the Steelers for the first like week, he would just burn people. And man, they're like, man, he's giving it to everybody out there. Like, yeah. I, like they would line up Ike Taylor on him. Now, part of it also was at the time the Steelers were struggling at cornerback because um, yeah. Ike Taylor was gone. They had Artie Burns. It was tough. But then when the pads went on, all that went away with Justin mm-hmm. Hunter. It just it never worked out for him. And that could that happens a lot. There are there are football in shorts heroes out there. They, mm-hmm. They're the guys that really impress. And then when things go on, and and Adrian Clem, the Steelers' offensive line coach, even said as much about about his team because he said, "Look, there's some guys that are looking really good right now, but I'm waiting to see how they look when they know they they got to when they got to hit somebody and someone's got to hit them. That's going to determine a lot about who wins certain spots on this team's depth chart." Yeah. And then the other guy uh, I'm really interested to see is, is Najee Harris. Obviously, you know, it's hard to get a feel for the running game. Uh-oh. I think we lost Chris. Did we lose you? No, we're fine. Keep, no, okay. keep going. Keep okay, going. No, no, no. I was just going to say, uh, with uh, with Najee Harris, you know, it's hard to get a sense with, with the running game, uh, you know, without pads on. I think with the, when the, once the pads comes on, we're going to start to get a real sense of Najee Harris. We're going to see some, some run drills and whatnot. And certainly very intrigued to see Najee Harris as a Steeler, you know, with the pads on. Uh, that's exciting. There's a lot of things to excite you. And I'll tell you what, Najee Harris versus Devin Bush. That's what yes. everyone wants to see. Mike yes. Tomlin talked about it. I talked about it last week on the podcast. That that That's going to be exciting to see. Backs on backers is always mm-hmm. one of the celebratory things for fans and writers and everyone to see because that's that's the that's the closest thing we get to Oklahoma's nowadays, right? Because Oklahoma's they're not a thing anymore. Like you're not supposed to be able to do them, and uh, you know, in in football anymore. I know people still do them, but you know, you're trying to make the game safer at Oklahoma's. The drill is when you basically two guys lay down on their backs. Uh, the coach throws the ball at one of them. They, they grab the ball. Both of them get up and they run right at each other as hard as they can. And they, it, it, it teaches you how to take a hit. But yeah, that, that's not how things work. Mm. Backs on backers isn't Oklahoma's. Backs on backers is very much just, hey, when, when you're a running back and you're engaging that, that linebacker who's blitzing, we need you to get your hands inside Get physical, drive them. Don't use your hand. And that's the thing. Like people think, oh, this is barbaric. And I'm like, no, 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 no. This is all about technique and how to be physical in those moments that do look barbaric. And that, those are the things that are going to be taught. But it's interesting, Tony, because Vince Williams is gone. He was yeah. the main backs on backers guy. He was he was the dude when someone was like when Roosevelt Knicks needed to prove himself, he needed to go up against Vince Williams. If, if you were running back, when Benny Snow needed to prove himself, you go up against Vince Williams. Now that guy's gone. Devin Bush is going to be a guy that, that that's going to be ch- testing people. I'm interested to see how does Melvin Ingram fit into this? How much do yeah. they let TJ Watt do this? You know, how does Pat Frymouth do with the tight ends? You know, when they're, when they're starting to go at each other, how does Najee Harris do? A lot of different matchups that I'm going to be intrigued by here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Robert Spillane may be that next guy. You know, mm, De- the guy Devin who crushed Derrick Henry. Yeah, absolutely. You know, De- look, Devin Bush coming off of an ACL. Do that. Look, he's gonna he's gonna be in backs on backers, but you know, with those kind of the, the multiple reps, how much are they gonna want to be like? All right, Devin, let's let's ease you back into this, or are they just gonna throw him out there? The other thing is, there's like a sneaky backup running back battle here, isn't there? With McFarland and Balage and Benny Snell, Jalen Samuels, right? One of those guys is gonna be odd man out, and certainly, I think you know their ability to be a pass blocker at certain situations can play a factor there. So, um, you know, watching those guys and and who adapts. Quickly, Najee's going to be the starter, but you know who's first guy off the bench. And don't forget, Kalen Balaj is in that mix. So yeah. um, you're, you're gonna you're gonna have an interesting battle with with uh, with a veteran and uh, you know two younger players. 
Um, I'm interested to see what happens here. We'll be talking about it tomorrow on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Where we'll have our eight, the guys, the agency, Dion Pietro and Josh Axelrod from Channel 11 and the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. They'll be joining me here on the Locked On Steelers po- podcast, talking about the latest Steelers news and what happened at Steelers training camp. Tony, thanks so much for joining me as always in the Locked On Steelers podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, this is our first YouTube Tony, to- Tony Tuesday. This was so dope. Tony, you're always the man, the professional. Please let people know they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Absolutely. You can follow me on Twitter at Steeler Country. You can f- uh, find me on YouTube. Search AFC North Talk and do a roundtable show all about the AFC North. If you're listening to this on Tuesday, today we are doing the best coaches and front office in the division. Not to spoil this one again, but Steelers are the best again. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you can also follow, you can find uh, my YouTube channel, Steeler Country with Tony Serino right here on YouTube. Absolutely. Do follow Tony and all his work. He's, he's such a great dude. That's why I have him on here every week on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Again, I'm Chris Carter. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques, as you see below. Um, you can also subscribe to the Locked On Steelers podcast here on YouTube, or you can subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or the app Odyssey. And hey, if, you, if you're enjoying the show, Remember, you can also subscribe to it on YouTube. We need the we need the help to get those numbers up. Also, if you're enjoying the show, rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. It really helps out the show and gets the word about what we're doing. And when you give us five stars with a positive comment, you get a shout out at the end of the show. Like this person, Hot Tay Twenty Four, who gave us a five star review last week and said, "This is the best around." And I, Tony, I get the impression this was a Karate Kid reference because it says, "Nothing's gonna ever keep the show down." And I'm like, "Oh, the best <laughs> around. Nothing's gonna ever keep the show down." It's a little too many syllables, but I. Get what you're doing there, Hawk Tate 24. Since Carter keeps it real at all times, it keeps fire guests coming through like you, Tony. Uh, and it's the best Steelers show out there. I listen to it every day. Thank you so much, Hawk Tate 24. If you want your shout out, leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks again to Tony. Be, be back in the ears tomorrow, back on your back in your views here on, on YouTube tomorrow as well. Talking more after I get to visit my first Steelers practice of this training camp right at Heinz Field, watching the pads go on. It's going to be fun. See you right here on the Locked On Steelers Podcast.